Southern women often say laughter through tears is one of their favorite emotions, and comedian Elaine Brantley can certainly testify to the truth of that old saying. In this episode of the Jewel Show podcast, Elaine shares how she took the funny parts of what she learned being a preacher's wife and turned it into a comedy routine. But something happened in her life that caused her to lose her sense of humor. Here's Jules. All right. Good morning, Elaine. How are you? I'm good this morning. You know what you have to do? Beginning of every Zoom meeting or call, you check out the people's backyard. I mean, background. So I love your placement of your cotton. Looks like you're ready for the fall. Yes. (laughs) Oh, and your cabinet. I love your kitchen cabinet color. I want to do that to my kitchen. I tried to get the cleanest place in my house. (laughs) It's a challenge. I love it. And there's no dishes on your counters. So good for you. Oh, yeah. They're over here to the left. So don't worry about it. They're there. Yeah. Like, don't you find that, Elaine? It's like before every Zoom meeting, you're like, I'm going, I'm just going to be honest. I'm going to check out everything that's in your house. And then I'll actually pay attention to what you're saying. Right. So you just got to get that done. When I do my Sunday school lesson, I finally decided just do it outside. Then I don't have to worry about what's in the house. (laughs) That's right. I actually have done that as well. Yes. And um, can we just do full disclosure? Because, you know, we're friends now. Do you, uh, what, what do you have on as your pants? Because your top looks good. I actually put on a pair of jeans. That's not, that's not what would trouble you in my house right now. What would trouble you is that I have two mattresses in the living room over and against the wall because I'm redoing my bedroom. Okay. That, that makes sense. Okay. Okay. Didn't know if you just had people just sleeping in random corners of your house. Yeah, well, I'm by myself, but nobody's been a taker so far on that mattress over there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. So you have told me that you can play your nose. What, what is that? (laughs) Play your nose. Like that is what I try to get my daughters not to do, Elaine, is to like not play with their nose. And I don't play with my nose. I play my nose. Is there a difference? <laughs> oh, yeah. You make music with your nose. <laughs> you, when, you, when that question came up, I was like, oh, shoot. I don't know of anything except somebody did teach me to play my nose. This is your <laughs> opportunity to share this with us. Got it. Share this. Well, it's Hawaiian music. So I'm certainly not Hawaiian, but it goes like this. <laughs> okay all right and that is playing your nose now this is on audio so you're just gonna have to trust me she was making that with her nose that that did (laughs) that did just happen that did just happen okay so elaine brantley aka uh, maxie the preacher's wife yeah that is your would you say alter ego is that is that how you would say that is that your Say that she's an alter ego. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you, do you feel like you select your own alter ego or does the alter ego select you? Um, she selected me, no doubt. Yeah. Um, I never would have taken up that mantra at all, but um, a WMU group in our church said, we need a program. We need something funny. So I just said, okay, put on a hat, crazy dress took on that. I, I have a Southern accent, but Maxie has a country Southern accent. And honest to goodness, I thought I was so surprised anybody laughed. It was, you know, that was just crazy to me. 
and it just kind of rolled from there. And so for 30 years, Maxie has kind of taken over my life at times. Not so much in the last few years, but during those first 25, I was on the road. I did 100 shows a year, and every night when I would get finished, I would say, I can't believe they laughed at that. <laughs> <laughs> You're still saying that. You're still saying it. Well, what, tell me some of the venues that you've gone to. Um, I do a lot of churches. Um, lot, I've been to the Air Force Base in Warner Robins. I've oh. done the Tennessee Baptist Senior Adult Conference. I've done our Georgia Baptist Senior Adult Conference in um, at Jackal. Just mm-hmm. a lot of... Um, Fun, fun places, corporate things, um, AT&T. I, did, I just did, through a, a video, the Alabama Assisted Living Conference. Oh, I thought that was fun. Yeah, and that's how we're doing it these days. That is how we're doing it right now, literally. This is how we're doing it these days, <laughs> just through the video. Well, how did a, a preacher's wife of 40 years and a teacher for 20 how did you get into comedy? I know you said that you, you were at the WMU, but then how did, how did it then grow to something like this? Um, I'll tell you how it started from there. I did just about 15 minutes at an associational meeting. So that put me on the circuit for Baptist churches in the Macon area. And then word of mouth, and then a good friend of mine, Ed Grissom Moore in Macon, did a piece on me in the Macon Telegraph. And so that furthered it. And then it was just really, uh, we did a little, a little bit of PR, but not a whole lot. It was mostly word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Where do you get your material from? Um, probably from my 40 years as a preacher's wife, mostly, because funny things happen in church that you wouldn't, wouldn't believe. But now my husband was a, uh, he loved humor. He always started his sermon off with a joke of mm-hmm. some, some kind of humor. And so I stole a lot of it from him. He had really good jokes. And life, <laughs> just life. <laughs> well, and then if you say something, I mean, people can't be offended because it's not Elaine, the preacher's wife. It's Maxie, the preacher's wife, which is totally different. So There's the other thing. My husband loved to gig me from the pulpit. I was his main target oh. as far as, and, and this is what he used to say, but it makes you look human. I said, look, I make myself look human enough without your help. But <laughs> it, it was like, um, I told him one day, I said, you know, you're going to be sorry you did that. And after about four or five years of this and going, like I said, a hundred shows a year, he said, you're right. I'm sorry. I only had one church I could tell about your escapades. You have spread it all over the Southeast. I said, (laughs) good. God is good. Yeah, that's right. If you mess with the bull, you get the horns. That's what I tell my girls. Well, I know when you're speaking in front of people and uh, you're traveling, things don't normally uh, go to plan sometimes. Do you have any of those kind of stories where you get up in front of somebody and it just went sideways? Um... Traveling was my sideways. I always got lost. And oh. I always get it in at the last minute <laughs> to do the show. <laughs> yeah, there you never know. I might have thought something was funny that I used, but once I got rolling, it you know, and I always involved them. 
I always pick on somebody. Uh, I'll have the ladies come up to pray a prayer if they're single. And, you know, just really, uh, you never know what you're going to get when you get a live audience. <laughs> yeah, you got to be on your toes. Really? Really? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I should tell this or not. Um, if you start a story with, I don't know if I should tell it, that is, that is the Lord telling you to tell it to me, you know? I, there was a man in the in the uh, audience. This was in Savannah, and um, we were. I was just kind of joking with him, and and he called me over there, and he leaned over. Of course, I had a mic, and he said into the mic, "Oh, I have laughed so much, I just peed in my pants." <laughs> and I said, "Me too," and moved on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never know. Stage, you never know, especially if we're calling him up on the stage with you. Uh, especially senior adults, too. Oh, They'll really? Say anything. Anything. I said, hey, I'm one of them now. We'll say anything. <laughs> well, what do you think that is? I, my husband and I have commented on that. It seems like when you get older, you just say whatever you want. There's freedom. Sure. Yeah. You're, you're precious then. That's you right. Just- <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like things were uh, rocking along. And uh, you, I mean for a number of years doing this, able to spread joy and happiness and um, just the, the gift of laughter. Uh, and then things changed in your life. Would you, would you mind sharing that with us? Uh, my husband got very ill and was sick for many, many years. And so I didn't travel as much. And then he passed away four years ago and nothing was funny anymore. And it wasn't until uh, the pandemic hit and I realized that everything on TV was just depressing and just hard to, it was hard living, you know? And um, I, I just, I had written a lot of my songs, their uh, funny songs along the way, and he did, he helped too. But when this started happening and everybody was, was just having such a hard time, I hadn't been able to write for four years. All of a sudden, all of these crazy songs just started flooding. I couldn't write them down fast enough. And I started doing a spot a day from my little barn, um, and it just took off. It was crazy. The first one was like 20,000 views, and I'm like, oh, people are desperate. (laughs) They are really desperate if they think this stuff's funny because it was so simple. And so for 40 days... I did one of those a day, and I spoofed um, online church, and I spoofed. Oh, um, yeah. Give me the um, online religion. Hysterical. <laughs> like, hysterical. I love that one. <laughs> yeah. Online religion. Um, a color and a cut, because yeah. none of us could get to the beauty parlor. <laughs> yes, that's so good. Just, you know, just anything that we were dealing with right there. Please wear a mask. But every day, God gave me something, a tribute to teachers, a tribute to um, doctors and nurses. And it was like, oh, Maxie's back. I'm not sure I want her back, but she's back. (laughs) So that's kind of how I got back. Right. Elaine, after your husband passed, was there anybody that really kind of came alongside you and and helped walk that that season of your life out? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the last church that we pastored before he had to retire in 2008 had already told us, I- I'll tell you, God, God's so amazing. He is so on time. Before uh, Ricky passed away, 
we had talked about leaving the church where I was worship leader and actually I would retire. I've retired from several things, but this time I would really retire. And so our daughter and son-in-law offered a piece, offered us a piece of land beside them. And um, we had talked with a couple that were, we were still very good friends with even eight years later. They didn't know anything about the land. They just knew we were planning to move back to Dublin. And so he called me one day and he said, what have y'all decided to do? Have you found a house? And I said, no, um, but we do have a piece of land. He said, good, what? because the Sunday school class that you taught when I taught one when we were there and he said, and most of those men in that Sunday school class were Baptist builders of that from that organization. And he said, good, because last Sunday we decided in Sunday school that we were going to build that house for you. And I said, no, that's crazy. They came down. We did plans and things like that. And then Ricky passed away. And so the week after he passed away, I called Don and I said, I know this house was mostly for Ricky. It was going to be handicapped access, accessible, you know. And I said, so I just want you to know I release you from that promise. And he said, when do we start building? And so on August the 4th of that year, after Ricky passed away in June, we broke ground. And, uh, and thanks, on Thanksgiving Day, we, were had, we had Thanksgiving in my house for with my family but the whole process of the building of that house built me back too because i saw people every bit of the labor was donated i bought the materials the labor was donated and and just recently i heard a song that evidently had been out a while that I'd never heard it before, but it's a, a country song. It's the house that built me. I told my, my son, is a, he's a singer-songwriter in Nashville, and I said, oh, I've just heard this great song that just really speaks to me, and I told him about it. He said, oh, Tom wrote that. Well, I was a friend of his, and he said he wrote that song 12 years ago. It's just been picked up recently. I said, because it, I needed to hear it. The song talks about um, the, the, the family and the family home that she grew up in and, and how um, that built her into who she is today. Well, immediately my mind went to the house that we literally put up and, and I was there for every step of the way. I knew, I know what's behind every wall in this house, only house I've ever been in that I can say that about. But the thing was, Every step from the from the digging of the footings to the last piece that was done on the inside built me back. And I, I even do a I do a talk now on the house that built me. And I talk about how the footings you had to dig into the ground to make sure there was a firm foundation and there was scarring in the ground and how that was the scarring that was left on my heart after he passed away and then the foundation was laid and and that was god beginning the rebuilding of of a new life for me and i mean it was so perfect and isn't that awesome how god does that he he knows we're visual people he knows we are forgetful people and so he 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 built that house in such a way so that you could always look back and say in my darkest moments god was present with me Hey, hope you're enjoying this Jules Show podcast. More with Jules guest, comedian Elaine Brantley, coming up in 30 seconds. 
On the newest episode of the Finding Joy podcast, we track down Casting Crowns guitarist and stand-up comedian, Juwan DeVivo. Now, Casting Crowns is currently on a drive-in theater tour, so Juwan linked up with us from their tour bus. We thought it would be interesting to find out what it's like from the band's perspective to put on a concert in front of a bunch of people in their cars. Can you hear them? If they're in their cars, how are you hearing anything that they're doing? See, that's a weird, that's another weird part. I was going to get to that, Jerry. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Finding Joy podcast. Find it at thejoyfm.com or anywhere you listen and subscribe to find podcasts. Which now includes Amazon Music. Just say, Alexa, play the Finding Joy podcast. How, How do you see in your life that God uses humor during difficult times? I mean, and you can see in the Bible where he does that, 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 Laughter is a gift. It is a gift. I truly believe it's a gift. And, and the Bible says also that laughter is good medicine. Um, and, and we often quote that, uh, the first part of that verse, um, laughter, oh, help me with it. I, it just went right out of my mind because I always say laughter is good medicine. But the last part of that verse is a sour spirit dries up the bones. So when you look at the contrast between those two, who wants dry bones? So that to me, and that, that's Maxie's life verse right there. In fact, um, we used to say, uh, laughter is good medicine and Maxie is quite a pill. <laughs> well, but it seems like with a, within seasons, I mean, you had that, that four years of just needing time to heal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Like I said, nothing was funny during that time. Nothing at all. Um, it was a struggle. It was real, and it is still. So yeah, I, I do believe that, that laughter is good medicine. And uh, especially in uh, entertaining senior adults, they will come up to me afterwards and say, I haven't laughed that much in years. And I forget, well, I know it now because I live by myself, um, it's kind of hard to keep yourself entertained during the day and laughing. You've got to have some kind of outside source to help you with that. And so a lot of times when I'm working or whatever, I've got another comedian playing. And my favorite one is Dennis Swanberg. So if, if he's, he's in the background a lot of times during my day just making me laugh. That's a good advice. That's really good, especially right now where it seems like everything is so heavy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You can only listen to so many Bible studies, nothing against Bible studies, but sometimes you just need something to take your mind off of everything. Well, and what is, what would be your advice on if somebody is going through what you walk through? I know there's no magic pill that you can take. There's no magic Bible verse that you can give them um, when they're experiencing that kind of loss. I have a friend that just lost her husband. They were very dear friends of ours. And I said to her, I know you don't think so right now, but you will survive. You will survive because you have a story to tell. Give it time. Sounds like I'm uh, just one foot in front of the other. Yeah. Breathe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> breathe. Well, so, you know, you're in, you say you live by yourself. Um, you're doing zoom comedy shows, I guess you would say from your, uh, from your experience. What yeah. is something that, but what is something that God is teaching you right now? Um, that even though I am physically, and, and I'm not so much quarantined now as I was, um, there's still a way to reach people. 
you know, my son said during the time when we were all fussing because we couldn't get our in our million dollar churches to to worship, he said, what you ought to be doing is thanking the good Lord that he gave you a medium or a media to get out, get the message out anyway. Satan might have tried to shut our churches down, but God had already put in place a medium that we could spread it even further. I teach a Sunday school class in my church. I might have five or six ladies in my class. Every Sunday, I do a Sunday school lesson. I started the week that we were quarantined, and I now have some Sundays over 800 people seeing my Sunday school lesson. And God said, see, Satan, I can overcome you. Any, any blockade you want to put out there, I can overcome. Wow. That is amazing. That's a lot of people for a Sunday school class. That's Yeah. Uh, compared to the five I would have in my class every Sunday. <laughs> right. That is right. That is right. Well, uh, I don't, do I call you Elaine now? Do I call you Maxie? I'm kind of. This is Elaine. Okay. Maxie has a hat. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Well, and you're, and you are, you're doing it back again and and we're going to do links to um, your, your Facebook and your social media on the show. So if you want to connect and if you need a laugh, which I feel like all of us do right now. I do too. Yeah. And, 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 and telling you, my personal favorite is, uh, give me the, um, online religion. Yeah. Which is the uh, play on give me that old time religion. So good. So good. So, and, um, Elaine, if you don't mind, maybe I can play a little bit of my favorite song that you do. Okay. All right. So, so we're going to end it with this. Let me just say hilarious and enjoy. Hey, Elaine, thanks so much for, um, coming on the zoom with me. Thank you for having me. Give me that online religion. Give me that online religion. Give me that online religion. It'll have to do for now. Gotta wash your hands. Gotta wash your hands. You gotta wash your hands. Sing happy birthday to you. No more eating out at restaurants. No more eating out at restaurants. No more eating out at restaurants. Get your cookbook out and cook. No more shopping at the mall. No more shopping at the mall. No more shopping at the mall. Order from Amazon. Give me that online religion. Give me that online religion. Give me that online religion it'll have to do for now no more workouts at the gym no more workouts at the gym no more workouts at the gym play with your kids instead if we love our elders if we love our elders if we love our elders got a social distance right now it will take us all to heaven it will take us all to heaven it will take us all to heaven if we don't stay at home give me that online religion give me that online religion give me that online religion it'll have to do right 
now. Well, bless your heart. Hope you have a wonderful day. And remember, I'll see you Sunday for some online religion. Thanks for joining us for this Jewel Show podcast with Elaine Brantley. You can follow Elaine on Facebook. You can also connect with Jules through Instagram at Jules underline show. Don't forget a complete archive of the Jewel Show podcast can be found at thejoyfm.com slash Jules and through your favorite podcast host.